Hi, honey. My name is Travis. I'm a psychic medium and your host of Psychic Happy Hour. I'm so thankful that you have chosen to listen to Psychic Happy Hour and come on a little bit of a journey with me and my friends. The Crown Lounge is a metaphysical bar where we serve cocktails and mocktails for those of you who are sober, like myself. And we can connect and share our stories of life, of spirit, and have a lot of laughs, a lot of fun, and do some healing together. This show is for everyone, regardless of your religious or spiritual affiliation. And it's a place where we can all come to be seen, be heard, not be judged, and support one another. There's a lot of divisiveness happening in our world. There's a lot of hurt, a lot of anger. And so I hope that this place becomes a place for you to escape for a little bit and to share in joy and love. Ram Das once said, we are all just walking each other home. And as a psychic medium, it has been my absolute pleasure and joy to walk alongside my friends, my clients, and you in this journey of spirit and understanding at our core of who we are. I hope that you are ready to learn, ready to laugh, and that you have come to the Crown Lounge with an open mind and an open heart. With that being said, it's time for my first guest. Psychic Happy Hour is sponsored by Ampersand Leather Co. Ampersand Leather Co. is a local Seattle leather shop where all of their goods are handmade and I have to say I own a couple of pieces myself from Ampersand Leather Co. and they are phenomenal from wallets to totes to handbags custom orders everything is made with fantastic quality and by hand you can check them out at ampersandleatherco.com Welcome to Psychic Happy Hour. I am so excited to be having happy hour with one of my good friends. You guys might know her on TikTok as That Nurse Missy. She is a spiritual coach, a teacher, a mentor, and honestly, she's just funny. Welcome to Psychic Happy Hour. Missy, come on over and have a seat. You look amazing. Ah, Thank you, Travis. So happy to be here. I love what you've done with the place. Oh, well, thank you. You know, it took up a lot of imagination to make this place a reality, but uh, I appreciate that. Yes, it's the third eye created this crown lounge, honey. We'd love to see it. We sure do. We sure do. Hey, listen, do you want to get something to drink? I would love something to drink. Okay, beautiful. Hey, Link, what's on the menu tonight? Hey, everybody. Tonight's drink is called the Weekend Lover, and it's a wonderful mix of gin, fresh lemon juice, honey syrup, and the special ingredient that makes it a beautiful purple color is butterfly pea flower tea. And for those of you that want to enjoy this cocktail as a mocktail, it's very simple. Just exclude the alcohol and you can add a little bit of water or after you've served the drink in the vessel of choice, just add a little ginger beer or soda water on top. 
hope you guys enjoy. Oh my God, that's amazing. Can you make two, uh, can you make two of those as a mocktail, Missy? Do you want a mocktail? Absolutely. Yeah, I do too. I love the juice. It's just been a long time since I've had a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wish I could say the same. Awesome. Thank you so much for these, Link. Thank you so much. Thank you, Link. Oh, beautiful. He makes such a good beverage. Um, this, this is so good. Cheers, oh. friend. Cheers. Cheers, my love. Missy, mm -hmm. tell me what has been going on in your life lately? You're up to so many amazing things and your activity across social media and sharing just, you know, new classes that you're doing, new exciting projects. Tell me what's going on, friend. What you got up? What do you, what do you have up your sleeve? I am just, you know, I keep putting in the work, showing up each day, asking God and the universe, how can I serve? What does the collective need today? And I do my best to meet that need in whatever way that I can that is unique to me in the way that I do the empowerment and the soul coaching. Mm -hmm. um, so just doing that every day, as well as working on my own stuff. Uh, I'm a teacher and a student. Um, and honestly, just setting intentions and manifesting, really, a lot has, um, gosh, this is already just even, just not even, so, we're not even far into January, and already so much is just happening for me, and that I'm getting to work with people that I've looked up to for so long, people, you know, that are, you know, that have been in the spirituality community for a long time, you know, that are really, uh, that I've looked up to and just getting to work with them. It's just been a real, just dreams coming true. But, you know, I put in the work, you know, it's like, oh, I'm just lucky and things. No, like I've been working every day, putting in the work and just showing up and watching things come into fruition. I'm going to be working with, uh, there's a lady local to me, Jamie Butler, who's in Atlanta. She is, has a mentor program and I'm going to be a soul coach, uh, rep, resource for them. So I'm really excited about that. Um, I'm excited to be here on your podcast and have some other podcasts coming up. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, just doing my classes and seeing clients privately. Um, yeah. And I have Missy trip coming up in May, Missy adventure to New Orleans, which is through Trova trip. They work with influencers and bloggers and people like that. And that's going to be so exciting. I get to meet some people from all over the world and gosh, yeah. Just trying to keep up with the universe, man. Oh my God. So all of these amazing things, right. But we don't, we don't get to all of these amazing things without starting somewhere. Missy, where did you start? Oh gosh. Where did I start? Tell us the origin story of Missy. Oh God. Well, <laughs> I was but a wee embryo. <laughs> is this where like the big letters just start scrolling up the screen like yeah an embryo i was but a mere egg in the ove um gosh where did it all start ever since okay i'll tell you this i read like my mother was born in an age when i don't know keeping a baby book like was the thing I guess and my mother god love her kept an extremely detailed baby book and I went back and looked at it a few years ago 
after I kind of started my awakening, coming into more awareness, I started yoga and things just really started coming together for me as I started to heal things in my energetic body and just started to gain clarity about my life's work. And so it was during that time that I looked back at my uh, baby book and my mother had actually written, Melissa won't stop talking about Jesus. Honey, I was two. (laughs) (laughs) I was two. And which I was raised in church. I mean, I was raised in church, just Pentecost, uh, not Presbyterian. So just very laid back. We went every Sunday and Monday. I mean, sorry, every Sunday and Wednesday. And then we did Bible school and stuff like that. But, um, we were not, uh, you know, my mom had her, you know, she had her stuff and we weren't, you know, like the poster children for Christianity or the fa- poster family for Christianity. My parents were divorced and, um, but, uh, but I was in church all the time. It was a really safe place for me. And I loved the songs and I loved how I felt in church. And I, looking back now, was very clearly what people will say she called the Holy Ghost, she called the Spirit. And I was just activated, honey. I was just activated where I remember my body tingling and my heart just activated. And again, looking back from this perspective now in the recent years, looking back and just seeing how I was just so connected to that love energy and that Christ light and in the songs and in, in the scripture uh, you know, we were taught that Jesus was our friend. Jesus was a teacher. Jesus was a healer. I was like, oh my God, he's so cool. And I just grew up learning, believing, and knowing that Jesus was my friend. And I didn't, I did not know until just a few years ago that Jesus wasn't just hanging out with everybody, having conversations. I didn't, I did not know that. I just assumed if you were raised in Christianity, then Jesus was hanging out with you on your right side, talking to you over your shoulder and just having conversations. I didn't know that wasn't happening for everybody. Surprise. So, <laughs> yeah, so I quickly learned. Um, so, because I would, especially when I worked in home health and we go into kind of unsafe, you know, mm-hmm. questionable areas and homes, um, I would always be like, all right, Jesus, let's go. But I was always talking to Jesus, especially in the mornings on the ride for, I don't know, just I'm in constant communication with Jesus. He's, you know, the God for me as well as just, you know, a teacher and, and, you know, but, um, so as I started having this awakening process and, and healing my energetic body and, and coming into the awareness that, oh, that was more than just Jesus is your friend and learning about my spirit team, and my guides. Cause I was like, there's a whole team here. And I can look back on times in my life where I walked out of situations unscathed that absolutely should not, I should not be alive. Like I should not have come out of that. Um, and no, and looking back and going, I always knew that I had this team and, um, having that, having that validated from people who were in the spiritual community that understood it. And when it was a safe space for me to even talk about that and then explain to me what that was. And I was like, Oh my God, that's amazing. It's so cool. And I did, I'm not crazy. And this is really a thing, but, um, I had been, uh, my dog ACE had passed and, one night I was laying on the couch. This was about a year after he had passed. Then I was laying on the couch. And I had, you know, just my, I didn't have socks or anything on. I was probably wearing shorts. I just had my feet hanging off the recliner because it's, you know, it's kind of re- couch with the recliners, you know, on the ends. I had my feet, feet out. And out of nowhere, for no reason at all, I felt movement like a, like a strong wind by my right foot. <clears throat> and of course I looked, there's nothing there. 
And um, I was like, well, that's strange. And a few days later, I and Ace and I had a very strong connection. He was an amazing dog. Anybody that he came in contact with just knew how amazing he was. And it wasn't long after that that I actually had scheduled a session with a pet psychic. And yeah. it was it wasn't that expensive. It was like an hour through FaceTime. I was like, oh, cool. Let's just see what comes up. And so we connected and she was a really nice older lady and um, she connected with Ace right away. And I was like, okay, well, this is kind of cool. And she was really hitting. And she was like, hang on, let me make sure I'm, you know, she's like, let me really validate this for you so you know. And she said, oh, he came to you. He came to your, and you felt him on your feet. And I was like, oh my God. And so that was the introduction. <clears throat> Ace was my introduction into my mediumship the bond I have with his energy is incredible and it's infinite and it's beyond this life my team the universe knew if it had been anyone else or anything else I would not have been I would have been too fearful I would have been too anything and it was once she validated and confirmed that for me that, oh, that was what I was feeling, then it just, whew, the door opened and the mediumship really came in hard and heavy after that. And I was, I would be texting with a friend, just texting and all of a sudden their ancestors would come in. Yeah. And so that was kind of where, like where I'm sitting today, where that big door kind of came in and opened was with that. Does that kind of answer what, I'm sorry, I feel like maybe I'm just kind of babbling and babbling. No, my gosh, okay. this is good. Okay. So that, so Ace and, 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 but I had done a lot of healing and I'd done a lot of diving into the spirit work, you know, the spiritual work, reading the books, watching the, you know, doing all the work on myself as well. Um, but yeah, because I'd already had, you know, some, some premonition, you know, some, some images and, you know, I'd had some, you know, dreams, things. So, so the psychic had started coming in, but, you know, we kind of blow those off. So when ACE came in, it was validated by that psychic that, and once I was like, oh, okay, this is what's happening, man, it just took off from there, it just took off from there. And I would just connect with so many, again, I would just be texting with friends this one friend I was texting with, her name, she, we actually um, had gone to high school together, actually probably elementary school. Yeah, we graduated high school together. And um, I was just texting with her, just like benign stuff. Like it might've even been about makeup or something like, cause she, cause I sell this stuff and I think she was asking me some stuff about it. And I felt again, the breeze. And by now I'm like starting to learn how they present to me. And I, I was learning about psychic and mediumship and then it wasn't the same for everybody. So I was just open to it with <clears throat> my guides. And I was sitting there texting with her and all of a sudden I felt like um, this sharp pain on my left temple. And since I'm a registered nurse, I know a lot of the signs and symptoms of a lot of different things. I'm not ready to call myself a medical medium. Okay. But it would be along those that I, hopefully that will develop more over time. But so, cause I know where things are in the body. I know how it feels and how it comes to me. So anyway, so I felt this really sharp pain on my left temple and I was like, oh my God. And, and I went, oh, and I knew, okay, this is a female and I could kind of see her in my mind's eye. I don't see people. I know some people will literally like see around the room. For me, it's right. all in the third eye. 
and I said, hey, oh, you don't know this, but sometimes I connect with people who don't live here anymore. (laughs) (laughs) She did not know about that. I was not, uh, I'm still not just like out and proud about it. I'm really not. Um, You're you're out now, honey. Oh, we are out there. So I said, hey, you know, I feel like it's like, I've got your grandmother here. I said, well, I said, I'm sorry. I have a female that's passed and she died of a stroke. It's just like, oh, that's my grandmother, blah, blah, blah. And thank God she's known. Thank God this girl's known me since (laughs) middle school. She knows I'm not crazy. She knows I'm not, you know. And I was like, okay. And she came with a message and I gave her the message. I said, and then um, there was a male who presented and he had had, and I felt the heart attack and I felt, oof. I said, there's, um, cause I experienced the, the way they passed or like their major medical issues. I feel mm-hmm. it in my physical body. And I said, Oh, I said, now there's a male here. And I said, this, he died very quickly. It was suddenly of a heart attack. She goes, Oh, that's my grandfather. So-and-so. And I was like, okay, great. He's just here to support. And at that time, I was really only getting one or two people at a time, but then a third came in and honey, when I tell you, it felt like my neck had snapped and and she is an African-American female. And I thought, oh my God, surely this is not an ancestor that, you know, I was like, oh my God, what is this? I've never felt this before. And I was like, I don't even know how to articulate it, but it was so, when I tell you the pain, it gives me chills now, even remembering it. Oh, this neck pain. I couldn't even, I was like stuck in this position, by the way. It felt like, a, it felt like I was yeah. hanging. Like it felt like this sort of pain. And, and, and until I connect, which, which person it is, like the pain stays, like they, they have their grip until, uh, okay. you know, they, and so I'm like, okay. I, said, I was like, oh, I don't know how to say this. I was like, oh, now I got a female. And I was like, oh, and something's wrong with her neck. And she goes, oh my God, that's my cousin. She was my best friend. She died in a car accident and her oh. turn snapped in the wreck. But as soon as the person gets it, the pain's like, I'm relieved. Like, and, yeah. I, and I just remember sitting there, I had to put my phone down. And I was just like, oh my God. Cause like the pain was, that was something, man. Um, so, so that was a pretty intense, experience but it was only happening with people that I knew very well because again my guides the universe knew and so I really just went to school at that time I was having some amazing dreams where an ascended master would just we would go off for the night and I would go off to different you know opportunities to learn things and it was just the school I was learning and that was my classroom I haven't spoken about this publicly much so yeah. Because I know how that sounds. I know how that sounds. Um, but it was amazing. And I thank God that I have such an amazing team, so much support and love for me that I was able to um, to do that and learn. And yeah, so it was just through the doing and connecting with my own just friends and loved ones. And then their dogs would come in. I've had horses and birds and, you know, all of that. And I, but I would like feel a bird fly by my head and I'd be like, okay, we have a parakeet in the chat. And they're like, oh my God, I had a bird when I was, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, things like that. Or I'd be like, there's a dog in here. Whose puppy is this? And, you know, and especially with my best, one of my best friends who I knew her grandparents well, I knew, you know, her family pets well that I'd grown up with her. Like it was really cool when her family would start showing up and um, yeah, just gaining my confidence with people that knew me, that loved me and 
knew that I wasn't crazy and also knowing that I wasn't trying to, you know, get anything from them, you know, pay me $29.99 through a credit card and I'll tell you the rest of the message from your grandmother. You know <laughs> what I mean? So yeah. So that's kind of how it started. And once that started happening, I was like, okay, these gifts, you know, I'm not going to take it for granted and I'm going to use it in my work. And I use it to help people heal their stuff to know that they're supported, to help empower people to not feel so alone, um, to help them just heal their shit, man. And just yeah. get, and just be well and, and move forward fearlessly and to know that they're not alone in this life and that they're, you know, the people that have passed, they're, they're fine. You know, they're, you know, you worry about you, you know, you, you worry about you um, and just bring them comfort. And also had this one, um, I was actually doing some card readings on uh, TikTok and this girl who had been following me for a long time, always so sweet. Uh, she popped in the lab and she had never popped in a lab before. She said, Hey, Missy. And I said, Hey girl, how are you? She said, Oh, I'm good. And I think she might've asked a question. I was like, well, Hey, let me pull some cards for you. If you don't mind. She said, Oh, I'd love that. And so I started doing some cards and a little boy, hmm. a little boy came mm -hmm. and he was the sweetest, gentlest. He just barely, he just touched me on my elbow. And I connected in with him and, and I said, oh, I said, honey, I said, did you, I said, did you, do you have a child that's passed? Which is, you know, when you're on a live on TikTok, that can be awkward, but I knew if he was there, I might not get this opportunity, you know, to do this for her again. And I know divine timing is she had never been in a live before. I knew this was something she needed. And so I gave her the reading and I connected her with the child and gave her the message. What I didn't know, she had lost a child in utero. And of course, a mother parent always goes, well, what did I, what could I have done? What should I have done? I should have known. I should have, uh, you know, it's probably, I didn't drink enough water. I didn't take enough, you know, like they beat themselves up when they, you know, oftentimes. So I didn't know she had lost this child in utero. And every day since then, she has lived in a total state of panic and fear that she's going to lose, you know, that sudden loss, you know, when we're, you know, we have no control over it. Uh, it turns out, oh, what I was able to tell her and confirm her for her was that it was a genetic abnormality. Yeah. It was a genetic abnormality. He let me know. He was like, it's no, it's like, it, it wasn't meant to admit it was happening how it was supposed to. Yeah. Genetically, it wasn't gonna. So I just confirmed for her, there wasn't anything you could do, which they had already gotten the test that said it was a genetic abnormality, but this mm -hmm. was confirmation. So she had two other kids and she's like, you know, my husband would leave for work and I would call him like, are you okay? I just want, cause she was so afraid they wouldn't come home. She, ever since that day, she's lived anxiety free, no fear because she got that confirmation, that energy, that energetic body is fine, still with her. And there was nothing that else that could have been done. It happened the way it was supposed to. And that it wasn't that she did or didn't do something. So she didn't need to live in that fear for her husband and her children. And now she lives a life totally free. And that, that moment I was like, okay, this is yeah. important. This is important. Yeah. This is not a party trick. This is not, this is changing lives. Yes. With healing people that healed her. And now her kids get to grow up with a mom who doesn't live in a constant state of panic and fear. 
Yeah. Like it's generational. And so that, so I was like, at that time I was still um, doing nursing and it just got clear. I was like, you know, I, I got to leave the nursing a little bit behind. I mean, I still do some nursing in a different way for private sector. I was like, okay, God was like, Melissa, I need you to do this, like this work. So in my soul coaching, my card readings, other things like that, I will get, you know, their family and their loved ones, their guides you know, all of that will come in just to lend to the healing, to lend to the peace, to lend to, you know, whatever they need, but it's not like, a, oh, let me connect. Let me connect. It's like, oh, who else here? It's none of that. It's like, who's going to help with the healing today? Yeah. Who's going to help with, you know, the unraveling and so that they can live, you know, free and, and empowered. That is an incredible story. And you know, it's interesting because I've known you for um, for a while now, a little almost almost two almost two years. Almost. Oh man, man, almost. almost two years. Almost two years. And you know, it's interesting because I've I've noticed lately just you you've always talked about psychic ability and mediumship, but seeing you be more and more embracing and open of it is so amazing. And I'm noticing more and more psychics and mediums kind of come out of mm. the proverbial broom closet yeah, and share, you know, um, was your psychic reading with your pet ace, was that your very first reading or had you had readings before? Oh, I had, oh gosh, let me think. I think I'd had readings before. Do you remember your first psychic reading? Oh gosh. I had actually, okay. So my yoga instructor, as I was healing, so I had one-on-one -on -one yoga teaching because I knew it's literally, by the way, it's literally in my astrological chart. One of my planetary lines was, it literally says yoga is going to be very important for your life. <laughs> and wow. I didn't even know that until after. So, because I like the spirituality of it, I love learning about the chakra. Like that's where I learned about energy and chakras and had some really profound experiences through like breathing techniques and all that. So as I was healing my stuff, you know, through, through the body work, through the energy work with her, other things would come up and I would be like, look, now this is coming up and I don't know what to do with this, but she, Amy, her name was Amy and she is literally a gift from the universe. She's such a safe space for me. I was able to just say whatever. And she would say, so I forget what had come up at this point. She goes, oh, okay. She goes, I know it's because she's very intuitive. And she said, oh, okay. I understand what this is. And she said, I have a friend because she's lived in this area forever. And she goes, okay, I have a friend. She's a psychic, but she's also a therapist. And she says, I think you need to see her now. And so Amy really was just a guide for me, is a guide for me, just guiding me and putting new people in my path that can take me that extra mile, that extra down that avenue. So I forget what was coming up at the time. I think it might have just been some really deep shadow stuff coming up. Anyway, so this lady, her name is, um, oh Lord, I just forgot it, but she's in Atlanta and uh, she's a licensed, you know, therapist, but she's also um, <clears throat> psychic medium. So I sat down with her and I was like, here's what I'm going through. Here's the stuff. And she was like, 
the first one I said, and she's just like a normal lady. Like if you saw her in Target, you wouldn't think anything, like literally nothing. And Janet Cohen, Janice Cohen, <clears throat> she's an amazing therapist, amazing psychic. And so I sat down with her and she was like, first of all, I've never seen an aura like this. She's like, you just have green, like shooting out of your head. Like, and she just, just sat there for a second and just stared at me. She's like, okay, I'm sorry, go ahead. And I was like, well, that's, that's fun when you, when you throw something <laughs> for a loop. Um, but um, anyway, so she helped me. I had a few sessions with her and worked through a lot of stuff. And she also was able to tell me, kind of give me an idea of my healing work. And yes, she's like, you're only going to, she's like, the gifts are only going to get, you know, just keep going down that path. She's like, you're a healer. She's like, you're a healer. That's what you are. That's what you're here to do. It's what you've always been in a lifetime. And you're just, you know, healing and getting through to the other side. So she, and she was able to tell me a little bit about my guides and um, yeah, look back into my past and see, you know, what was happening and why and, and coming forth. So she was able to just put a lot um, together for me. Um, yeah. So that was, I think my first psychic reading and that but she did, she did cards. She didn't do cards in the session, but I, I would call, is that what we would call a reading or? A yeah. Reading? Yeah. I think, you know, I think a reading can just kind of be, I know that there's rules people are using for some reading, people, but people yeah. are, you know what I, what I'm learning, I always thought a card reading was a reading. Right. And then I've had sessions where it's like, oh, you're going to get, you know, I do readings. So I'm like, oh, cool, sign me up for that. And then it's like them just, they're channeling. Right. Or the mediumship or the psychic. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So we're using, what I have seen is that people are using the word reading for just intuitive, whatever, whether it's cards or channeling. What And so I'm, I'm fine with. So when you ask reading, I use that as my example because yeah. everybody's using it kind of broadly. I feel like it is broad, just a personal opinion. I mean, you know, I, I read a lot of books and I try to always make sure like you, I'm in the place of student because yeah. it helps me better serve others in my yeah. own psychic and mediumship stuff. And, um, you know, I started with cards and some of my sessions, I use cards, some of them I don't. Some of it is just, it's mm -hmm. just what's coming through. Yeah. Um, you know, but I think, I think that, sometimes it's like a interesting little kind of rule that I'm found like from older practitioners that like, Oh, mm -hmm. if you use cards, it's not psychic. I think it is. Mm -hmm. I really think it, it is. And it very much can be, I think sometimes cards are really more so a tool to allow that channeling to kind of come through and unlock the brain. Yeah, um, I just read interesting fun fact about um, Pamela Coleman Smith read. Let's go. Let's pretend I read it. I was on TikTok and this creator was talking about Pamela Coleman Smith, the original illustrator of um, the traditional Rider White tarot deck. Okay. And she was a queer woman of color. Oh, and she died penniless. Side note, she got no monies from doing the artwork on the cards, but her artwork was channeled. And her suggestion was when you are using the cards, use them intuitively. I have and heard people say that, that that was the original. Yeah, yeah that that yeah. was the, which for purist, you know, isn't this so funny? I swear you can be in any community and there's always going to be the hate. And there's always going to be the, you're not this and you're not this enough and you're not psychic enough and you're not whatever. It's like, oh God, it's such a game. But, um, but I have heard a lot of people that do tarot say that that was the that was the initial like 
intention for, so I have heard that, but you know, I don't fool with tarot. That is yeah. too, there's too much to know. And my brain, bless her heart. Yeah. She did a lot of stuff in high school and she just don't have the memory to actually <laughs> hold all that. But if I did use tarot, I would have to do it intuitively, which again, I'm, so I'm the same way. I can do, read, we'll use the broad term, the broad brush of reading session, whatever. Um, I can do it without, or sometimes it's a little, sometimes the energy is a little mucky. Sometimes I think it has a lot to do with planetary influence. I think it just has a lot to do with energetically what's around. So sometimes it's harder to kind of see through that murky water and I'll use the cards. But again, it's just a tool. It's just a tool. It's a tool. I like them, especially if, um, you know, I'm sitting with someone who is um, a skeptic. Oh, yeah. And um, and I, I get excited, but I like the cards because I feel like for some reason for me, the cards help me get them to open up a bit because mm -hmm. I've got something con concrete for them in front yeah. of me and then we're able to kind yeah. of, I don't know, it's a, people are people. Maybe there's just the gap a little bit, maybe too. Maybe, but I think too that, you know, you're gonna, like you were saying, you're gonna find dogma and like everything and certain rules on how you have to do stuff. And I'm not about it. I'm not here for it. Uh <laughs> That's such toxic patriarchy. That's toxic patriarchy. Yeah. The rules and the string, the string like you have to do it this way and you have to do that. that toxic patriarchy that that there's no room for flow we're yeah. letting energy flow and that's divine feminine you know yeah. patriarchy that toxic patriarchy says there must be rules and there must be order and there must be blah and there must blah, 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 blah. And it's like divine feminine is like fuck off right we're doing our thing we're flowing so today yes. like, no we're just gonna have a channeled session or yeah we're gonna use cards or we're gonna use just whatever you'll get what you're meant to get whatever way that it comes like yeah. relaxed toxic patriarchal like yeah. relax, you know and I like that it's not cookie cutter especially if you know you get a yeah. that comes back to you again which we you know we love right is um it, and there's not there's something different for them I feel like it's yeah. not like this is what you're gonna get every single time yeah and and it's nicely that open so Missy I'm so excited we've had an amazing conversation today but you know one of the reasons why you're here is there's something that you're going to teach me about and I I can't wait what is it I'm I've been I've been waiting for this all day so I love to talk you know in the spiritual community we love to talk about you know love and light and you know, good vibes only, which is such, you know, toxic positivity, but um, something that I feel like we don't talk about enough and something that was pivotal to my awakening and coming into my gifts was um, shadow work. I love love and light, um, but the light doesn't exist without the dark. And yeah, I want to talk about the shadow because I feel like it's the dirty little secret. And I always, even growing up, I like the dark side. Like I was always, before I even like was woke, I liked, you know, like I liked mystery and I liked, you know, the moon and I liked, you know, so I was always drawn to that just, you know, innately. Um, but again, just as far as like the spiritual community, I just feel like it's not um, talked about enough. Um, so I was wondering, and now when I started this, I was like, I'm going to ask, you know, Travis, what's his, like, what, what makes up some of your shadow stuff? Like, do you have any biggies that you are kind of like constantly have to kind of keep tabs on or 
Yeah, I do. Mine for me is self-doubt. It comes from a place of uh, worthiness. And um, so for me, yeah, there will be times where I will lie in bed and that little goblin like creeps up and it's, you know, and, and it's always funny, right? Cause when I was growing up, I was always called names and I was always teased. And, and so now I make the joke, like, you can't say anything to me that I haven't said to myself already, but like, no, but really you can't say anything that I haven't said to myself already. And so a part of my, um, a part of my growth and my healing journey is healing those pieces of me that self-sabotage and that talk me out of doing really amazing, amazing things for myself. I, so I also have anxiety and depression. And so when I am in like a manic high, I get all the stuff done that I've ever wanted to do because that's like, just not a place where like doubt lives right before now, this is, this is growth and a lot of therapy. So I've, manage the pieces where it would be like the uncontrollable spending, uncontrollable eating, right? Now I just sign up for classes and I've got like a stack of 10 books high and I start a podcast. So, you know, balance, um, an improvement. And, and my friends always laugh. They're like, oh my gosh, you're so productive. I'm like, no, I have mental illness, but my healing journey has been despite the highs, the lows and the middle places is keeping that voice in check and that, that self-doubt in check. And it can be hard. It is so hard. Okay. So I was thinking about that, you know, talking about the shadow in the dark. And I was like, shit, but Travis is going to ask me. So Missy, what's your shadow? And so I just sit with it. And I, so, but because I was like, I really want to know yours. And I really think it's important to bring it to this table that is spirituality to the psych, to the crown lounge. Like, no, it doesn't get to just be all love and light dark has to sit at the fucking table too. We're going to sit here and talk about it because not only in my own work, but in, especially with my clients, there's aspects of ourselves that we're like, oh, you're the dirty little secret. You have to go hide. And we shun ourselves and there's no healing in that. So if we bring it out into the light and we say, no, 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 you don't get shunned anymore. You, you come into the light too. That's where the man, that's where the, that's, that's the good stuff. So what are some of your ways, right? Cause we talk about shadow work. We hear shadow work and do your shadow work for you. What does that process look like for you? Oh, it's hideous. Oh, it's absolute garbage. Oh, you've got me invested. Yeah. Tell me more. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, it's awful. I fucking hate it. It is sitting with my triggers and looking at it. Honestly, it is um seeing in you what triggers me seeing in you know by you i mean you know others you know the collective. it's okay if i trigger you it's fine sorry um <laughs> um it is it is sitting with the really shitty feelings and having the fucking audacity to sit down with it and go tell me what you're feeling tell me what's going on and you know what Travis, 9.9 times out of 10. You know what it is? It's a little girl. Hmm. It's a little girl. How can you be scared of a child? Yeah. How can you leave a child alone? Yeah. 
And it's just having the fucking courage to sit and look at a past aspect of yourself that felt unlovable and inadequate. So my, a lot of my shadow work, um, and by shadow meaning with something that we keep in the dark, something we don't brag about, something we don't talk about, but that we all have, Mm -hmm. um, and working through that so that we can heal and be better and be more enlightened. Um, I struggle with friendships. Mm -hmm. I struggle with, um, I think that if you don't hear from me, you're going to forget about me. I think that um, out of sight, out of mind is real and that you will just forget about me. Hmm. And that, um, so I have, so knowing that, knowing that, knowing that that's a little girl Mm -hmm. who wasn't seen, wasn't heard and was forgotten and loving her and tending to her but not letting her run the show, not letting her, not acting out of my pain, not acting out of my wound, tending to her, seeing her, loving her, acknowledging her, acknowledging that, but keeping her in her place as a child and not acting as an adult out of old pain, knowing and checking myself and going, Okay, that's not true. That might have been something you learned as a child, but it's not true. And just it's a checks and balances. It's a checks and balances and acknowledging why we're doing what we're doing and saying it for what it is, which is usually again on the other end of it is going to be a child that at some point was felt inadequate or unlovable. Yeah, so sure. that that is my just one small piece. <laughs> um, and, you know, we do the work, but y'all shadow, again, just like the dark side of the moon, it never goes anywhere, but you keep it, you you keep it in it, it's checked because the light doesn't shine without the darkness and the darkness isn't bad. The darkness isn't bad. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have to be scary. Um, just got to shine a little light on it. You're so right. And, you know, I know that we were kind of, um, you know, we were talking a little bit too about manic highs and low lows that I will sometimes, and when I say manic, I, I, I mean, like I have energy for days and I am, I'm great. I'm like skipping down the street and everything is great. And perhaps maybe that's just how people feel when they feel good. I don't, I don't know, (laughs) but (laughs) But when those, but for me, when those lows hit, it's, um, it's hard and it's not getting out of bed for a couple of days and it's blowing off commitments and it's, and it's crying and it's, it's, I'm talking about. What do you do for yourself? So how do you pull yourself out? I let myself be there for a little bit because me a couple of years ago and what I've learned through my, um, journey with this is that there are times to let it go and then there's times to let it in and it's having balance of that you need both and I need both at least and um and so when I am feeling those lows sitting there and sitting with it and saying okay why you know 
what am I feeling? What's happening? What am I feeling and hearing that's true? What am I making up? What's the story I'm telling myself? Can I oh, give this? A, and then I try to name it as quickly as I can. Is this my imposter syndrome? Is this fear? Is this, um, you know, me feeling inadequate? What is this? And I feel that if I can name it and identify it, then I'm able to look it in the eye and allow it to move through me and then release that feeling and move forward and carry on because, you know, a, this work and helping others has helped me help myself. Absolutely. And I'm thankful that I'm at a point in my journey where I'm able to help others. But I'm also thankful that I'm still in a part of the journey where I'm still very much learning. Yeah. And it's, it's a really nice, nice balance of both. I think <clears throat> we spend so many, we have spent so much times in our, so many times in our lives running from the pain, running from the scary feeling, that, that resistance. Let me tell you, let me tell you the secret. Let me just give, I'm just going to tell the secret. The secret to healing is one big, all caps, in bold, yes. Yeah. It's a fucking surrender. And surrender is not a fucking giving up. Surrender is saying, you know what? I'm going to stop resisting this and see it and look at it and sit with it. Like you said, I'm not going to, I'm going to, I'm not going to run from it. I'm going to look at it and I'm going to just let it be. Yeah. It's just a yes. It's a, it's a stop resisting and it's a yes. All right. Yes. I'll feel this. Yes. I'll look at this. Yes. I'll see this. Yes. I'll fucking sit with myself in this pain. The definition of compassion is to sit with one in one's pain. And there's nothing greater than to sit with yourself in your own pain. Yeah. Self-compassion. That's beautiful. That's a word. Yeah. You know what, Travis, people aren't talking about this. And you see it on TikTok. Oh, I'm da da da. And they've got their little stuff and they've got their little saves. And they've got their little, oh, and here's your word for this week. And it's just going to be good vibes. And just, you know, don't think about that thing. It's just like, honey, I need to see you with a mascara running down your face. Right. <laughs> floor, snot everywhere. Like, you're setting fire to paper. Like, you're writing, and you're like setting fire to shit. Like, come on. Yeah, like I I'm cried three times today. I cannot relate to you right now, ma'am. Unrelatable. I don't follow pages like that. I, I want to see the gritty. Show me the gritty. Show me how you got here. Yeah. Show me do, how you got here. Do you ever find, because you have a really, you have a very big social media presence and um, you post things that are just kind of, they're, they're very broad, right? And you, and, and it's all meaningful and it's all wonderful, but do you ever go through like a period where you're posting stuff that's kind of heavier and then someone messages you and goes, are you okay? Oh God, all the time. <laughs> God. Oh my God. If I don't wear mascara and post something, people go, oh my God, Misty sending love and prayers. Yeah. And I'm like, honey, send a casserole. Don't send love. I got plenty right. of love. Don't send no prayers. Don't send love and light, honey. Send a casserole. Yes. Right. It's, yeah. 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 No, people do, you know, and I think people, people want to help people want, so they're looking and, you know, and gosh, with everything with the last couple of years, ever since COVID, I think people might be hypervigilant in checking mm -hmm. on people. Are you okay? Are you okay? Which is nice. As long as the intent behind it 
is good, but yeah, it does. It does happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is your, are you okay? I'm fine. I'll, I'll say no, I was never okay. I'm ne I just posted a video about this the other day. I was never okay. I'm never okay. Just know that. I'm never <laughs> like, all right, ever. Oh, well, cheers to doing mm. the work and digging deep. Oh, amen. Cheers to that. And, oh, Lord. Yeah. You know what I find though? when I have gone through a period of doing that shadow work and I get to the other side, I feel more in my body and more yes. alive than yes. when I'm, you know, riding the highs of life and everything is love yeah. and light. And that has its place too, for sure. Yes. Absolutely. But, but even, I mean, just like the moon has her phases, the moon changes every single day. Yeah. Every single day. Yeah. So should we. So should we just constantly going with the flow, riding that tide and not attaching to, and not attaching to any of it. Yeah. I love that. Missy, I have a favor. Okay. I'm ask you a favor. And, um, you know, I would love, I know I see some cards on the table. Yes. And I've been eyeballing them. Yes. Would you pull a yes. card for me? Yes. Oh, I'm yes. so excited. I thought you'd never ask. I, do you ever get like, do you ever do readings for people and you're like, I'm reading all these people. I wish somebody would read me for a minute. You know, sometimes, but sometimes, you know, I'll yeah. read it for myself. You know, yeah. I'll do a card pull. I usually do a weekly card pull yeah, um, same. for myself. Yeah. So this is a really interesting deck and it just really spoke to me. I don't use this on a lot of people because it's so unique and it was a small batch um, that was even created. Um, but my friend gave it to me. I can't wait to tell you that story. I'll tell you that story about how it even, even came into my hands. Um, yeah, it's a really cool deck. I love unique, unique decks. I do too. So, oh, okay. That just jumped right out on the table, didn't it? It said hello. They oh, were like, hi. <laughs> Oh, so the, I'm going to show you the card oh. and it says, is it true that there is no other? Oh, now let me read the, um, this one, I actually read the meanings cause it's such a unique, but I think we maybe yeah. can kind of discern. Yeah. Um, the ladybug's red and black exterior shell is not the wings, but rather the elytra or wing cases. Translucent and folded underneath the elytra, the true wings are unseen unless in flight. So it is with the human form and the soul. As long as the ego is attached to the illusion of personal identity, the meaning of this card will remain evasive. However, a mere amount of experiencing the inherent unity of all things can inspire dramatic internal shifts. Oh. What an appropriate card after the conversation we just had. Thank you for that, friend. You're welcome. That was beautiful. Thanks for letting me do that for you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Now I have something for you. Oh, yay. Oh, my goodness. So we're going to play a game. Are you ready for a game? I'm always ready. Oh, I'm always okay. ready. Okay, I'm gonna crack my knuckles. We've got some rapid fire All right. questions. All right, let me loosen let me, up my neck. Let me, ooh, ooh, ooh. All right. Okay. 
Okay. What's the first thing you do when you get up in the morning? Ask God to use me. If coffee was illegal, what would its street name be? <laughs> For some reason, what came to my mind was cocaine propane. <laughs> cocaine propane. God, okay. I'm not well. I'm not what? well. Propane. <laughs> what, what keeps you up at night? My husband's snoring. <laughs> what terrible movie do you love? Oh, God. Oh, what terrible movie do I love? Oh, oh my goodness. I don't know that I like a terrible movie. Well, it's not terrible to me. Oh God, I mean, I love Beetlejuice. That's not terrible. It's a terrible movie, but I also love it too. What's your favorite book? Also, like Beetlejuice is not terrible. Please don't send me hate mail. <laughs> I don't think I'm, yeah. Um, okay, what is my favorite book? Yeah, what's your favorite book? You could have given me a heads up on these, Travis. You know you did me This a is why it's rapid fire. I got to get you. Okay, my favorite book. You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. Mm. What's something you like doing? Helping people. When are you the happiest? When I'm helping people and empowering people. What is success for you? Having helped someone go from thinking they don't matter and that their life has nothing and helping them see the truth of their soul and that their life has tremendous purpose. What is a song you know by heart? Damn it. Bon Jovi. Better alive. It's my damn go-to karaoke song. If if your life had a mascot, what would it be? Oh god, it would be a rabid unicorn <laughs> foaming and frothing at the mouth. <laughs> Missy, this was wonderful. Thank you for joining me for happy hour. Missy, where can people find you if they want to get? Um, get in touch with you and look at um, connecting with you via one of your amazing services. Thank you, honey. My website is www.nursemissy.com. I'm also on TikTok as That Nurse Missy, as well as Instagram at uh, That Nurse Missy. And you might find me in the Crown Lounge from time to time, just hanging out. A Crown Lounge regular, I'd say. Oh, I hope so. Oh, this was fun. Thank you so much. I love you so much. I love you so much. Bye, Missy. Bye, honey.